world's not looking for another or a new definition of Christianity. The world is looking for a demonstration of Christianity. Believers who refuse to stay silent, who refuse to settle for mediocrity, who refuse to see and look upon injustice and say that's our portion. No. The Bible declares and Jesus declares that He is building His church. And I truly believe that, that those of you that are watching today and all around the nations of the world that are part of this remnant, the way Jesus Christ is building His church, who are refusing to look at injustice, to look at the wickedness that's on the rise and that are keeping quiet. No, you're not keeping quiet. You're saying, Lord, in this hour, use me. Right now in the comment section, I want you to declare that right now. Lord, use me. Declare it out loud in your car if you're driving right now. Wherever you find yourself, I want you to declare that out loud. Lord, use me. God, use me. Here I am. Send me. Again, you can settle for mediocrity. You could choose to be like everybody else, but you weren't called to be like everybody else. Right now, I want you to go to Daniel chapter 3 with me. Daniel chapter 3, and I've titled this message, End Time Resilience. End Time Resilience. And I wanted to give you a definition of resilience as you go to Daniel chapter 3, verse 12 for me. The definition of resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulty or toughness. You see, we just sang that song, We Are the Remnant. We just sang, From the Rooftops We'll Proclaim. But I tell you, there have been difficult times all around us. In fact, Scripture declares and says that in this world we will have trials and tribulation. But we're called to be of good cheer for Jesus Christ has overcome. That means if Jesus Christ has overcome, you have overcome as a child of God. Amen. So as you're declaring in the comment section right now, God use me. Understand, you're declaring that from a perspective of victory, from a place of victory. That if Jesus overcame, that makes you an overcomer. You have overwhelming victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Overwhelming victory. Hallelujah. So right now, as you go into Daniel chapter 3, you see, Jesus has empowered us by His Spirit. For those of you who just gave your life to the Lord, you've been empowered by the Spirit of God. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of you. That means that you've been supernaturally empowered for such a time as this. You're not alive in this hour by accident. Let me say that again. You're not alive in this hour by accident. Come third wave, come 144th wave. You're not alive in this hour by accident. Your existence is not an accident. You've been placed here by God and been empowered by Him to be an overcomer, to be victorious, to be resilient. You see, Daniel chapter 3, and I want us to go to verse 12. It says this, and I'll read it to you. It says in verse 12, listen to this. But there are some, listen to this, but there are some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I'll give you a quick summary of what I'm speaking about here. Shadrach, Meshach, Meshach and Abednego. There's a, the, the Nebuchadnezzar makes a big uh, a gold statue. And at the sound, all of them should bow to the statue. You see in this hour, society, trends, every single thing around you is forcing you to bow. But I believe tonight that there's a remnant generation that's not going to bow to injustice, that's going to stand for righteousness. If that's you in the comment section and even in this place, this, the team, I want you to shout right now, I'll stand for Jesus. You see Shadrach, listen to this. I tell you, I get excited about this because in this hour, it demands that you refuse to bow 
Listen to this in verse 12. It says this, but there are some. I believe that there are some of you that are watching today that are participating all around the world. There are some. There's a some. There's a remnant. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego whom you have put in charge of the province of Babylon. Some of you are in a place of influence. Some of you are in government. You're watching this and you say, why am I watching a kid's show? Why am I watching a youth and young adult show? Sir, ma'am, it's not by coincidence that you're on. God has appointed you in that place. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were placed in charge of the province of Babylon. They were placed in a position of influence. You see, the most influential person of all time, who's Jesus, who we know, and the greatest leader of all time, Jesus, never just relied on his influence. He, re, he, he remained intimate with the Most High God. He remained intimate with his Father. And I'm going to get to that. But here we go. The Bible says this. They have defied your majesty by refusing to serve your gods or to worship the gold statue you have set up. You see, there are many gold statues all around us in society today. Many gold statues. There are many things that, want, that are forcing our, to take our attention, our eyes off Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Verse 13 says this, Then Nebuchadnezzar flew into rage and ordered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be brought before him. Listen to this. When they were brought in, verse 14, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or to worship the golden statue I have set up. And listen to this, verse 15, and I need you to catch this in your spirit. I need you to see this in Daniel chapter 3, verse 15. See, the enemy is always going to give you a second chance to bow. But I'm telling you, and I believe tonight that there are some people who say, no, I will not bow to culture. I will not bow to wickedness. I will not bow to injustice because I stand for Jesus. Declare it again in the comment section. Declare it out loud. I stand for Jesus. Right now, I want you to tag people in the comment section on Facebook as well. Go ahead and tag as many people as you can. Tag people who are standing for Jesus, who are, who are refusing injustice, who are refusing wickedness. You see, wickedness will only prevail when righteous people don't do anything. But there's some, there's a remnant watching today. Nebuchadnezzar said to them, I will give you one last chance. One last chance. One final chance. If you bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments, all will be well. You see, many times the enemy tries to sell us this idea that all's going to be well if we serve him. We're not called to serve the devil. We're called to serve the most one true God. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ, Yahweh, the one who was, the one who is, and the one who is still to come. God, the most high God. Hallelujah. And if you believe that, I want you to get excited in your homes right now and begin to celebrate His presence. For God is good and His faithfulness endures forever. Hallelujah. Listen to this. But if you refuse... I want you to say this out loud right now. I refuse. But if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. What God will be able to rescue from my power then? 
<laughs> See, the enemy has been shouting, mocking the church of Jesus Christ by keeping it closed. But I believe again, once again, and I declare to you that you watching today is not by coincidence. You've been set apart. You've been called by God for such a time as this, for such a time as this. And I prophesy right now over you, raise your hands wherever you are. A fresh zeal of God comes upon you today to run with the fire of God. I refuse to bow. See, when you burn for Jesus, you won't bow to the devil. When you burn for Jesus, you won't bow to the devil. Listen to this. Verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> Some of you just need to look at the devil because he's defeated. Look at him under your feet right now and begin to tramp and begin to stamp on his head because he is defeated. He's under your feet. He's not over your head. He's not over your head. He's under your feet. There's no sickness. There's no disease. There's no wicked agenda that can prevail against our God. Hallelujah. We do not need to, de we do not, we do not need to de defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into this blazing furnace, the God whom we serve, listen to this, is able to save us. Verse 18, listen to this. This is so beautiful. This comes from a deep place because I'm going to I'm gonna get to some keys right now that, that, that will ensure that you remain resilient in this hour in spite of persecution, despite of what's going on, despite of when, when, the, when, the, church, when the church is persecuted. When you are persecuted in your workplace, in those places of influence, listen to this. But even if he doesn't, your majesty can be sure that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue that you have set up. We will never, never. Do you understand what Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego were doing? They were defying the very edict of King Nebuchadnezzar. They were going against the grain. And I believe that there are those of you today who are going against the grain. You're refusing to blend in. You are standing out for Jesus because greater is He that is on the inside of you than He that is in the world. And as you burn for Jesus, you will never, I said never, bow to the devil. And here we go. The blazing furnace. So Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his face became distorted with rage. He was hella hacked. Hacked. He commanded that the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual. <laughs> the devil will do anything and everything to stop you, but I tell you, there's another in the fire with you that as you stand, in spite of what may be going on around you, in spite of what the devil even tries to do by heating up and showing more flames, you still burn for Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm getting excited, man. I tell you, you're getting fired up in your home. You're getting fired up in your car. The fire of God is encountering you by His Spirit right now. And you're being set ablaze. Then he ordered some of the strongest men of his army. These are, I mean, think about it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, young men. Seven times hotter furnace. He ordered some of his strongest men, tied them up, and threw them into the furnace. Catch this. <laughs> and because the king in his anger had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace, the flames leapt out and killed the soldiers as they threw them in. Killed his soldiers. 
So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego securely tied fell down into the roaring flames. <laughs> I don't know where you find yourself right now, child of God. You may be at the precipice of a flaming furnace, but I tell you, there's another in the fire with you. It's not over for you. Your best days are still ahead of you, and the church of Jesus Christ shall prevail. This next generation will be put on. I tell you, the pressure will come. The heat will come, but nothing can touch us because we're already burning for Jesus. If there's any burning people out there today and tonight in this place, I want you to shout, I'm burning for Jesus. Hallelujah. But suddenly, as he was watching, verse 24, Daniel chapter 3, verse 24, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, didn't we tie up three men? <laughs> didn't we tie up three men and throw them into that furnace? And they said, yes, sir, we did, your majesty. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted. You see, the enemy will have to be behold what God's about to do through your life. The enemy will have to stand back and say, what on earth? Because you stood for Jesus. The enemy, will, your enemy will have to behold the very glory of God. Because look at this, the Bible says this. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted. I see four men unbound walking around in the fire. They aren't even hurt by the flames. And the fourth one looks like a divine being. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Servants, listen to this. Your enemy will have to say, you serve the most high God. The scriptures say, servants of the most high God, come out. Nebuchadnezzar had no choice but to say, oh, servants of the most high God. A fire that was lit seven times hotter, that killed the very gods that threw them in. Nebuchadnezzar had to take a step back and say, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, servants of the most high God, come out. I know this message is for someone watching today. In your workplace, whether you're in government, in the medical industry, at university, for us in South Africa, this lockdown that's been imposed upon us, wherever you find yourself in the world, I want you to know that the persecution you face the struggle that you've been going through, the trials that you've been facing. You know, Jesus says, even so, in Matthew 24, 33, He says, even so, when you see all these things, just know that His coming is near. When the persecution rises, when you stand for Jesus, and everybody feels like it's, the world's all against you, and you stand for Jesus, you refuse to bow to the golden statues, you refuse to bow to the LGBTQF, whatever community, you refuse to bow to abortion, you refuse to bow to every form of wickedness, you stand for Jesus, your enemy will have to behold and say, you serve the most high God. Are there people today that believe that all around the nations of the world? I serve, we serve the most high God. Hallelujah. Stick it to the devil. We serve the most high God. Daniel chapter 3 verse 28. Listen to this. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise to the God. <laughs> he doesn't say praise to some random God. And it's in capital G, by the way, in your Bible. You can go and have a look at that later time, sometime. <laughs> Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent an angel to rescue his servants who trusted in him. Even your enemy will have to recognize that you trust 
in the most high God, that you don't trust in culture, that you don't trust in man, that you don't trust in what's happening around you. Some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but we will trust in the most high God. In these remaining moments, I'm gonna give you a few keys to remain resilient in this hour. The first one is this, and put it in the comment section quickly. Total consecration. Total consecration. What does that mean? Total commitment to God. Total dedication to God. You see, holiness is not a suggestion. It is a command. And it will cost you something. It'll cost you popularity. But you see, you've got to choose purpose over preference. You've got to choose purpose, God's purpose for your life over popularity. I don't want popularity. I want the power of God to be made manifest through my life so that those around me can be radically impacted by the power of God. And I see that happening for you today in Jesus' name. Shout I receive in Jesus' name. The second key is this, an unreasonable commitment to the word and prayer. An unreasonable commitment to the word and prayer. What does that mean? When I say unreasonable, you're gonna be faced with some unreasonable circumstances where even the very people that you've trusted your whole life, those that you, that you believed would stand with you, would side with you, would walk with you as believers, those who have been saved with you all those years ago, they would turn on you. I want you to know this as a child of God, that as you remain unreasonably committed to the word and prayer, firstly the word, Joshua chapter one verse eight says, if you shall diligently meditate upon this word day and night and have it not depart from thy mouth, from thy mouth and observe to do all that is written in it, then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and you will have good success. The word of God in this hour is what's gonna sustain you is what's gonna keep you resilient in this end time, in this move where we are seeing wickedness on the rise. But I tell you, in spite, I'm not dis, we're not distracted by the wickedness. We are focused on the word. And then prayer. See, a prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. A prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. See, Jesus went away to pray. He was intimate with the Most High God. He was intimately acquainted with His Father because of prayer. Who are we to say that prayer has no power? Understand prayer is your connection to God. It's your lifeline to God. And as you spend those intimate moments in prayer, God not only refines you, but a fresh fire comes upon you. A fresh fire comes upon you. Those two keys again. The first one, total consecration. Number two, an unreasonable commitment to the word and prayer. All around the world right now, those of you listening on Link FM, watching on any other platform, I want you to raise your hands. Put your handheld devices down. Father, we release a fresh fire upon these, your precious people, your precious saints, who have chosen today to stand for you. And as they stand for you, as they burn for you with the fire of God that comes upon them today, they will never fall for the devil. Lord, use us in this hour to rapidly expand your kingdom with accompanied signs, wonders, and miracles. And as we do that, persecution may come. Wind and wave, turbulent times may come. 
But Lord, we choose to fix our eyes on you and to run this race that you've set before us. And as we do so, we thank you that it will bring glory and honor to you. A fresh fire comes on in them right now, comes upon them today. Fresh, anoint them with fresh oil to be a blessing to their generation. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. Jesus' name.